One of your hosts, Evan, the third host, and I'm joined by always by my co-host D Mac. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Is out here living life, man. Living your life like it's golden. <laughs> oh yeah, living the best life. <laughs> um. So this week, well, this month, we said that we were going to talk about. Uh, I think it was our top five. Uh. Deceased rappers in no particular order, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, also, um, that last episode, well, I guess our last two, because like one I put on the back end of the true story based on fiction one, then ours, like both of those episodes were like damn good. Mhm. I, I had heard the other one. That a super sized one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. It, and a number wise, I like doing pretty good. And uh, I think that I changed my, I think my score went up on that one for Mars. Okay. I think it did. I can't quite remember because I know um, the 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 rating that I gave it when, when we spoke was before I uh, did it on the other show, and I think it may have gone up or or down, but it changed for sure. Okay. I can't. I can't keep shit. Uh, straight anymore but uh yep so this (laughs) month we're going to talk about oh um this is kind of a sidebar too but uh you should check out that bright burn bro that what the movie uh bright burn oh okay okay yeah i should get good yeah man because uh it all all it is is it is what a Superman came to Earth, but like he was evil. Okay. That's all the movie hey. is, and it's fucked up. And like he turned evil like ten minutes in too. I'm like, God damn. Damn. Yeah, man. Uh, then like the ending, I'm surprised they fucking let him do that ending they did, bro. It was a really good ending, and and what you thought was gonna happen. It, what you thought that they won't do, they did. Cause like, oh shit, this motherfucker ends up evil as hell. And then they kind of, uh, at the end of it, they kind of uh, went over like a whole universe of like basically evil Justice League people. Cause they had like a, a fish person, they had like an Amazon mm-hmm. lady, 
So like they they were trying to do like a whole universe, but like the movie only made like two million dollars, so I, I doubt it's gonna happen. But yeah, it, it, <laughs> it bombed hard, man. But if you get time, definitely go fuck with that shit, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go check it out. That and uh, John Wick three. Oh yeah, I got to see John Wick. Yeah, uh, like me, uh, uh, like me and my brother saw that. I saw the first night, man. That shit did not. John Wick might be the most consistent trilogy that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that, because one and two is, like, off the chain. Yeah. So. And, and then, like, they finally found a movie franchise that made Keanu Reeves do what he does best, act without actually speaking. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because as, as being a, in terms of being an, an audible actor, he's terrible. But I think in this whole movie, he probably in three movies there are, we'll say an hour and a half each. So that's three, four, so three, four. So like in a we'll say five hours of of of, of um, a film franchise, he, he probably only had twenty lines. He probably said maybe two hundred words, <laughs> which is uh, perfect for him. Yeah, but. Definitely go check out all like those two movies, man, because they're both great. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check out that John Wick. I should have checked it out this week. <laughs> yeah, it's some good shit, man. Um, so uh, who is your first posthumous, po- posthumous deceased rapper? Okay, my first on the list. I I picked. Uh, of course, this is probably everybody you know fan favorite. One of them anyway. Uh, going with Tupac Shakur. Yep. Uh, Tupac, pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at his peak. Literally, he was like at his prime moment when before he even died. Uh, out of all the, was was crazy is the fact that it, it's two thing two things that's crazy about with Tupac and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biggie, the other guy, we it's the it's the fact that they never found who did it. Yeah. Out of all the movies and all that stuff, the I just watched that one movie called what's it called? Uh, Unsolved. Yeah, the show it used to be yeah. on. Yep, yep, yep. USA. It came out like uh like a year or two ago, and the one dude that was on behind the scenes, the FBI agent, uh, they were showing him. Yeah, he was obsessed with that shit because of the fact that he knew that it was some cricket shit going on. He knew that the police was the police was behind the shit. He yeah. knew that gang members was in the police. Like, he knew all that shit, but when nobody believed him, everybody kept covering him up and shutting him down. That shit's crazy, dude. That wasn't Caden. That was like the uh, like the uh, other dude. Oh, man, what was his name? Caden is a guy like who's still alive. Who's a DJ Black. Yeah, Caden's the actual cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the other one. Oh, man, what was his name? But he's the one that was on fucking behind the music back and shit. Uh, behind him? Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. Because when they showed him at the end, he was on behind the music. I was like, ain't that a bitch? That's that I was dude. Like, that was him. <laughs> so he the one who was obsessed by it. He had the heart attack and everything. Like, that's crazy. Yep. And he literally lost his career over that shit. And I mean, fuck it. I probably would have too because he was trying to, you know, he was standing to do the right thing and try to find out who they killers were. Mm-hmm. And man, 
But I mean, you got from Dear Mama, you got to he got poetic type, uh poetic type, social type, hip hip hop, I'm gonna hit the club of type music. Yep. You could say Dear Mama on Mother's Day, you know, putting you know, give your mama props to even as a black had... queen mama. You still <laughs> was a black queen mama. <laughs> yeah, to uh the old school, which is one of my favorite songs, is on uh not all eyes on me, but uh, uh what's the other one? Me against the world. There yeah, you go. Yeah, Me yeah. against the world. It's on that one, and he's giving a shout out to all the rappers before him, to LL Cool J, Cool Modi, a whole bunch of folks that he grew up listening to. This, that, and the third. Then he also have, if you go back even further to Tupacalypse, mm. he had the ones that were socialists. That's, that's the social type of ordeal. Bring got a baby. Yep. When, you know, she getting molested by her cousin and her uncle, then end up having a baby, and then didn't have the money, then threw the baby in the trash. Woo! Shit that's that people, shit. Yeah, shit that people are still <laughs> afraid to talk about in a black community, because we act like that's just like a Anglo-Saxon problem, but that's been happening to uh, people in our community for as long as we've had a community. But... but that's one of the things that we just don't want to talk about. And that's why a lot of these people out here be fucked up and be fucking crazy thugs and fucking murderers because all that fucking trauma. And Tupac was one of the first. Well, he was, if not the first, one of the first and the first who was kind of mainstream to talk about that type of shit. Yep. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Right. 100 percent. Yeah, man, he got one line on all the eyes on me. That's a head turner when. It, huh, it's on, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think it might have been Only God Can Judge Me. But when he goes, they say it's the white, they say it's the white people I should fear, but it's my own kind doing all the killing here. That yeah. shit go, that shit like shockwaves. And I wish people could, would sit down and actually like listen. That's why I think that this new generation needs to listen to the old. So they can see the old, they was talking about the same shit that's what's going on now back right. then. And back then it was even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, man, um, I try not to be so hard on like the younger generation and shit. But um, at the same time, one thing that I, I'll say about, say, our generation, quote unquote, that we, if we like something, we would go back and see where it came from. So like, if somebody had a sample, I know that I would be interested in where the sample came from, and then I would fucking discover whole whole new fucking acts from the seventies and shit that I fuck with to this day because of those samples. As opposed to today, people don't care about what came before at all, which is one yeah, I know <laughs> major failing of of these motherfucking kids. Yeah, <laughs> to me that shit's so disrespectful. Yeah. Like people will think that like, uh, uh, like these kids. Well, I, I'm 32. Like, are are you 33 yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, p- people who are say like 26, even, like, they have like they think that movies from like 95 are old movies. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not an old movie. Like, like let's just like in black and white to me. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, they'll call Juice an old-ass movie. Like, what? I know. But I guess technically, it is an old-ass movie, because Juice came out with, uh, like, when we were, like, fucking, what, four? If not yeah, younger? Yeah, older than that. It, it was older than that. Yeah, probably about I, six. Nah, I feel where you're going with it, though. I don't feel like, like, that's like, they say Friday, Friday old movie. Right, Friday came out exactly. in 96. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to watch that old ass Friday. Like what? Fucking yeah. Crazy. To me, old movies is like remember Nick at Night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you used to watch exactly. Nick at Night, and exactly. there's one particular show that used to come on. And it's actually on Netflix, and I actually kind of watched it just because they had me reminiscing. Was the mm-hmm. Andy Griffith show? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> old shit. Yes, that's, that's old, old shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gonna get that in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking like some Coolie Hyde, that's an old movie. Yeah, that's, a, that's an old Juice. movie too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Juice ain't an old movie, bro. For real. That shit crazy. Uh, but yeah, but Tupac is definitely uh, probably Tupac's death, even a little more so than Biggie, is probably one of the most impactful deaths of any musician around. Yeah. And I think that he was also part of that, um, like, there's like a curse. Well, how, how old was Tupac when he died? Was he 27? 26. Okay. Because, like, there's like a um, this thing that they talk about where all of these famous musicians died at 27. And, um, like, it's mm-hmm. a- Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain, um, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin. There's like at least ten people on that list, and I yeah. thought maybe two pops on that list too. But yeah, nah, he, he was. Yeah. He was young, man. Yeah. And Tupac was an old twenty six though, man. Yeah, cause he he just been around and everything, man. Like yeah. And this, all right, I, I'm gonna say this too. Uh, yeah. they 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 highlight this. On uh, Sway in the Morning with Heather Beebe. I'd be listening to Sway in the Morning in the morning time. Heather Beebe on there. And she was saying this too. When people be like, oh, we should mute R. Kelly music and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. And and then she she made a good point. She was like, how are you going to mute folks' music, right? Because then this is going toward Tupac. She was like, mm-hmm. Tupac was, he was convicted and sentenced for rape raping a female. <laughs> All right. But yet, everybody still listens to this fucking music. Did nobody say, oh, let's ban it, let's burn it, and this, that, and the third. I was like, we can go down the list. There's so many motherfuckers on the list. He was like, Michael Jackson, fucking, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she was naming a whole bunch of folks that did something like negative, rape or whatever. Yeah. And then she was just like, you you can't, where it's gonna stop? You gonna end up muting everybody's music? Like, come on now. Like, you like real shit. Hey, that's that's going. That's actually kind of helping R. Kelly out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, um, if, if you were in the entertainment industry in, until 2019, this current year, there's gonna be some fucking sex scandal that you've had, and, and if you had, if it hasn't come out, it's going to come out. Cause like, say for that dude from uh from uh the shy, have you heard about that? No, I ain't heard about that one. The Shy is that show that's on uh, Showtime. 
Um, and it has uh, that woman, uh, Lena Wraith, is like the uh, person who. Oh, who I know you're talking about. I know you're and, talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And dude who played Easy and Easy, yep, yep, yeah. And, and he played in a Superfly movie that was sad, uh, decent. Um, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, that that movie was trash. I, I, I don't want to say all the I, way trash, but it, it could have been way better. Yes, it could have been way better. Yes. That's why every every music video director shouldn't be doing movies, honestly. <laughs> That's facts. Because who's that? Uh Little X? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and and now that dude was terrible in that. Uh like the dude like that I'm talking about, he was terrible in that. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, so he had like a he's casting the case right now because uh, what he did on a fucking Netflix set, and then like what he did on that show, uh, show of the of the shy. But it just goes to show you, man, that unfortunately the entertainment industry has not been the best to women or minorities, anybody besides really Jewish or white men. So yeah, uh, if we go around doing all this fuck mutant shit, we be muting everybody. But in defense of Tupac, though, I think now it's pretty much apparent that that lady lied on Tupac. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Because everybody, every movie, every show, and interview, and everything, everybody pretty much says like, "Yo, he got set up. He every got set up all the way." It is unanimous. Damn, huh? Damn, fuck, man. Now with R. Kelly, uh, you can't say that he's being set up. Nah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not exactly apples to apples, but <sighs> yeah, but like her point still stands. Um, all right, who, who's my but not uh, uh, all right, but uh, go ahead. Tupac yeah. though, overall he, nah, he let the foundation for hip hop, you know, yep. and his poetry to me should because a lot of his stuff is like poetry. He do was up here uh, reading Shakespeare and shit. Yeah. Motherfucker was like, God damn. Like, Mo, dude was very intelligent. But he was on a rebel. He was on a rebel, uh, kind of rebel mentality. But he still was very intelligent from his mom feeding him books, telling him to read this, read that. So that's why his mind opened up. And that's how, that's one of the reasons why he was so good with lyricists the way he was. I mean, but yeah, man. All things being equal, you could argue that Tupac was the first rap poser as well. Yeah. Cause he had some thug tendencies, but when it when like he got like in his thug life whole motif, it was kind of fake. Cause uh he, he was very intelligent. He went to a great school. Uh, like he was in, yeah. and he was exposed <laughs> to some of the um hardship of living in the hood, but it's mainly be- and it's fucked up, but that's because the government, because people are going to say that I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I think this has pretty much been proven a fact that the government somehow was giving the Black Panthers drugs and getting them strung out. And Tupac's mother was a victim of that whole campaign. And once that happened, she got strung out on the drugs and she was unable to provide for Tupac for a, a small number of years. And then, from what I uh, recall, she, she got life back in order, and and, and and she made up for it. But 
So Tupac didn't live as rough of a thug life as he pretended to. But rap music to a certain extent is like the fucking WWF. (laughs) Pretty much. All right, who's my first one is going to be. I guess I get out the way now. Pimp C. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think Pimp C has been on at least 90% of uh, our list. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. (laughs) But, but, um, there really isn't much else to say about Pimp C, uh, but I do think that it is sad that he came out of prison, was a free man again, and he was dead within almost exactly one year to the day that he got out of prison. Yeah, damn. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah, it, it was almost to the day. That's crazy. And then it was it was crazy because he got out of jail and he, at the height of his powers, man, like everything he put out was amazing. Like his name was getting very popular, like in the streets. He put out like one of his best verses ever of one of the best songs ever, which is um the song with Outkast, um International Players. Played it. Yeah. But then, um, now there's also some conspiracy to his death as well, because uh, in his 800-page book that I own that that tells you in detail his whole life story. Um, yeah, is it, it, matter of fact. Let me. Uh, I, I know that long. Hold up, bro. I'm gonna grab this bitch right now and tell you uh how many pages it is. Uh, let me put the headphones off for just a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's right here, like in my office slash podcast studio slash a library slash a museum slash uh, laundry ironing room. Um. So this bitch is. 726 pages. Damn. Yeah, bro. Now, I will say, some of that does include the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Appendix. But the book ends afterward is 671. So before they get into, like, the pictures and shit, the pictures and shit is 678 pages. So it's a very detailed recollection of his entire life. Still a good read, though, but it's long as fuck. Um, so there's a theory that he might have been drugged by a producer that like he owed money to. Um, there's a theory that the cops, cops could have been involved. There's a theory that young Jeezy's people might have been involved. And then the most likely culprit, he, he was overweight. I think he had, I, I think he had asthma and something else. And then he was doing fucking scissor, and like that sold everything down. Mm-hmm. But, but like the biggest mystery was, uh, apparently there was so much blood in the hotel room that he was found in. It seemed like it was almost impossible for that to be um, of natural like causes and not murder. 
but it said like they didn't find any, any bullet holes on them. But it said for a person just like die, die for um either drug overdose or or something like that. There's way too much blood. I'm not a doctor yeah. or in, in the yeah. medical field. I don't know how any of that works. I know that you shit on yourself when you die, but I don't know how how much blood there should be. So apparently there's way too much blood for it to be um of any natural causes. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. It sucks that he had to go at the height of his um fame. Yeah. But yep. It um, really does. It really does because he was. Man, dude was on it. Yep. Thanks to Bun B with his uh, excuse me, his free Pepsi <laughs> movement. Hell yeah. The Free uh, Pimp C movement was probably one of the best marketing campaigns in, in, in rap history, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I give you that, yeah. Because, um, next to Next to Free Meek Mill. <laughs> I think this was, I mean, it could be because I'm biased against Meek Mill, but I think that this was <laughs> that uh, the Free Pimp C was way more prevalent than like the free meek but granted I, I don't look for anything meek mill because like i said i'm biased against them but um yeah uh everyone knows if if they if listen to the show that i'm a very big pimpsey fan he's my spirit animal so of course he, he would come up on uh, this list but, but uh, that's my first entry who's your second one you know what? I'm going to y'all here too. Throw it out there. Pimp on mine too. <laughs> and Tupac is on mine too. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably going to have the same ones. Yeah. Except probably for like two, maybe two or three might be different. Maybe, maybe. two. Maybe. So I guess but, technically uh, we're both on our third one then. Yeah. And and mine's, I'll keep mine short and simple since you pretty much hit, covered everything with Pimp Pimp C set the foundation from him and Bum B has set the foundation for Southern rappers. Yep. A lot of them coming from Houston. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people didn't know who they was, but a lot sure. of rappers did. A lot yep. of rappers did. Another rapper, I'm going to say later on during this podcast interview, I know he did. And this was back in like 93. 92, 93. <laughs> You think so, K-Words, your first favorite rapper's favorite rapper? Rappers. You say, you say what? I said, UGK were, were, was everyone's favorite rapper's favorite rapper before Jeezy was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I just, I just like the genuine, their flow is just genuine. And I think it was, it was genuine, it was hunger, and when I listen to, I listen to uh, a lot of satellite XM, mm-hmm. Shady Four Five, and then they have rappers that to me they sound like them, but these dudes ain't you know they're not hot yet like them, yep. but they have the bars, they got the greediness, the punchlines, you know, and that's how I kind of like UGK when I like it, uh, Pimp C when one of my favorite ones is uh. Was it from uh, was it murder? Yeah, murder. When he murder. said, uh, "Texas motherfucker, that's where I stay." Uh, oh man, what was he called? 
Something, something, you said something popping on your bitch or some shit every goddamn day. It, I, I forgot, but it's the, something like that. That, yeah. that flow, yeah. that flow goes so hard, and that shit got sampled too yep. <laughs> a lot. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> from like... that to front, back, side to side, from back, side to side, got sampled too uh, a couple of times. Yeah, so you, man, this is, they, they legends out here, man. Yeah, and Legend. Bun B has not been the same since Pimp C died. Bun B only had one good album. Yeah, yeah, he had like one, but he ain't been the same. He's still been trying to find out because he was about to start rapping. Yep. Last interview I heard, uh, he was on the Breakfast Club with his wife. Or yep, 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 yep. Yeah, when he told him, I think that's when he told him, he said he was going to start rapping. It was one point when he started rapping because he said it wasn't fun to him no more, man. It was like, shit, you got to find out who to actually kick it with and talk to because if you don't find nobody that got the same hunger you got or you been with since day one, he was like, shit, it's kind of hard to rhyme. <laughs> yeah, man. He probably should have uh, stopped. <laughs> <My> yeah. <laughs> I think stopped. so, too. <laughs> But yeah, that's my second. Uh, what's your third? All right, so my third. Um, I had one in mind. Um, I know that this is probably gonna be on your list as well, because our like, both said Pac, both said PMC. But um, and this person I haven't listened to a lot of his music per se, but I've heard his name for probably a good twelve years now, and no one, has, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about this man ever. But uh, and that's as you can probably guess, Nipsey Hustle. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, and then uh, while victory wrapped, I mean a victory lap to me isn't something I, that I have in heavy rotation. I did really respect it. It, it. it was a great album. It, it, it was a great thing that he put together, like, like as a cohesive um body of work and I like the fact that really his first album, his first official album was kind of like Pimps, uh, was kind of like uh, some thugs to where they had a lot of shit out beforehand and then like kind of like the album was like a combination of everything when they're already a veteran in the game and yep. um, I also liked his his eye for marketing because uh, he's a guy who had who sold that mixtape for like what was it, a thousand, like ten thousand dollars, some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something crazy. It could have been ten. That, that marketing strategy. Yeah, I think it was like ten. That marketing strategy was insane, though. Insane, and it worked. Cause like, uh, yeah. Did, didn't like Jay Z buy two of them or something like that? Something like that, yeah. And then like had, then like had like the pop up shop that I promoted. Because he it. put a lot of, he put it's a lot of songs in the album, but it's a lot of quality. Mm-hmm. Like mad quality in the album. Ain't no, there's no song on there on that album. It's kind of like, oh, this trash. Oh, this is that any other? He put like hard blood, sweat, and tears to have people listen to it, and then say, oh, okay, this is this is gonna pop. Like everybody says, good, cool. Then he submitted him like, hey, if y'all actually want to listen, listen to this. You gotta drop like ten G's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right, because that's what's so crazy about it, because, yeah, because he put out for free, too, didn't he? He had it for free, and, and, and then and it still and it still worked. Yeah, it worked. That is probably a feat that I can't think of any group 
or any artist in any genre who puts something off like that. Besides Wu Tang, like so, like that one album, like to that one guy for like a million. Yeah, years. I know. And then yeah. I think, and then he flipped it and sold it to somebody else or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just because <laughs> that was the same guy who had like that, who made like the age drug, and then like he uh. He was trying to sell like the age drug for like a million dollars a pill, but it like cost like t- like twelve cents a pill or some shit, I believe. This is fucking douchebag guy like about a Wu Tang album, but um, but uh, with Nip though, and then that's probably the top five best rap names ever. Yeah, for real. He took Nipsey Russell, a name that we all know from our generation and before, and then he put the hustle on it, and he was all about the hustle. <laughs> And uh, like I said, although his music isn't something like you really like listen to, like if you're uh, trying to catch a vibe or fucking work out in terms of the content, he had amazing content. Yeah, he did. He definitely uh, personified the each one teach one um, way of life. And um, yeah, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, uh, he, yeah, he one of my favorites too. I'm gonna forget out now. <laughs> he was on my list too, but because I'm a rant, I don't know, over rant, but yeah, ahead. he's he's a smart marketing strategy. He, the, the marketing strategy I liked about it too was, I don't know if you knew this, but I was actually looking at some of his videos mm-hmm. to the album he has now, and. Mm-hmm. He put up his own money for the for them videos, and the videos you could tell is like authentic. When you yeah. see it, it's almost like it's not like a, your regular music video. It's like he got his woman, like Laura London, damn near in every video, and she playing like a role in the video. And the mm-hmm. video be like five six minutes long. And I remember him saying he was talking about how Master P, Master P did it, you know, for our videos and movie videos, movies and all that. He said he just paid attention to how certain folks did it. I think he even probably did it, uh, looked at Michael Jackson too. Like how mm-hmm. Michael Jackson put everything in his videos. But Michael Jackson, he was just brilliant at the time. Like that, this dude was making million dollar videos in the 80s going to the right. 90s. Right. And, and everybody wasn't making no million dollar videos. No. <laughs> That's how they say. But you was getting your quality of work when you were doing that. Everybody was like, oh shit, look at this. He got sci-fi. He got Fucking swimming pools and got spaceships and shit. And fucking flying cars, like mm-hmm. <laughs> turning it, turning it to sand. But you was getting quality of your videos, and you was, they were just bumping your music up more. And I mean, it was the same thing with Nipsey Hustle. He was doing the same thing. And one thing I do like about Nipsey album is gonna, it's a classic. It's well, I'm gonna say it's it's gonna go down as a classic. Probably because more he died. Victory That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna hit that classic level because I usually I don't call nothing classic to it hit like five years, and then if I'm still listening to it, then I know. <laughs> but I I, uh-huh. I think it's gonna be a classic. It probably would have been a classic anyway even before he died. But I think it gave him that other that oomph to it to the point that everybody was like, "Yo, this shit." You know, I had my wife was listening to it and she had never heard of fucking Nipsey Hustle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not none of his shit until after he died. 
And now mm-hmm. he listens to, you know, the album religiously. We yeah. all do. Yeah, man. So <laughs> it, it's a good album. And then let's let's go to his going to the community, mm-hmm. putting in the money in the hood, trying yeah. to keep everything, you know what I'm saying, black owned. Like, come on, man. Like he was with a double edged sword from he he's also yeah. kind of a um a template of what not to do too, because unfortunately with with our with our community you can't really keep it real and stay in the hood. But but this one this one I will say though. I think I don't I don't wanna say it like that. But I don't I don't wanna say it's a conspiracy either. I don't think it's a conspiracy because I don't think it was a conspiracy yeah. just because it's like black home, black, whatever. No. It's it's almost it's just like what you said. But the thing is though, we just gotta teach our community, we gotta break that from our community, man. Like we gotta bring folks up. We gotta uh support each one another, get you know what I'm saying, have more black businesses out here so we can we can all we can all elevate ourselves all at once. That's one thing I, and you know, I stay out here in Texas, right? Right, right. That's one thing I love about being out here. We why my wife he went to a dentist office, right? Mm-hmm. It was all black on. Mm-hmm. All black on dentist. Went to and we both now we both go there. It's a girl, she graduated from like Arkansas, something like that. She owns she owns the dentist, uh basically the the dentist office in general. Right. She's like the head of the company and she got everybody working for her or whatever mm-hmm. and other folks assisting her, but she's ahead of the game. Then we ran across Another dentist place too that's black owned, hmm. uh, which was uh, which was kind of wild to me. And then we ran into a hair store that was black owned too. And that's crazy. Was a really shocker. Yeah. Which was a really shocker. And that's that's why I'm like, Are you serious? Middle Eastern or <laughs> Korean. Exactly. So that's what we, we, me and my mom was like. I mean, me and my wife was like, "Hey, uh, I asked. Her, I was like, you sure?" That she she ain't working like getting assistance. She's like, nah. She get the hair from wherever the fuck she owned the store. I was like, oh shit. But that's the type of shit we have to be upon in the hood. Cause in the, in this area where all this stuff that happening in Texas, it's a nice area. I'm gonna mm-hmm. play 100. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It ain't the hood. But if we do that in the hood, we can elevate ourselves to then po- a lot of folks would want to come to the hood. And then it will elevate and everybody be getting money to the point where everybody have and killing each other than the other just to come up. Right. Because that's exactly what's going on. So that's exactly and it's the same sad thing. Mm-hmm. It's a sad thing that happened here because he was trying to do that. But then you it's like you said, though, double edged sword, you you got to know when to do it and when to get out. You can't be fully into it like that because he out on the street. The only person, his bodyguard, he had one dude that was with him. Technically, that was his bodyguard. Yep. But yet. I mean, once the, once the dude came over with the gun, shit, what you was going to do, shit? Nothing. It's <laughs> a rap, man. That's why that shit is, is so fucked up, because Nipsey was trying to do everything the right way. Now, okay, now, this is going to be a, a sidebar that might upset some people, but uh, let's get into it. Is Nipsey black, man? Because I saw his mom. His yeah. mama did not look black. And, and yeah, daddy not... she, uh... Oh, go ahead. And then, like... When I heard his father's name also didn't sound black. <laughs> and nephew, yeah. he looked that African American to me. Yeah, nah, he he black, but they that I, I forgot what the hell. It ain't Creole or nothing like that. It's something of that nature. I I, I can't. I, I don't know the exact the, the exact uh some type of uh, 
but it's it's some type of island or something. Caribbean shit. type shit. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's on that level. That's why he looked different. You know what I'm saying? He, he looks Middle look like look Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. But so does uh Dave East and like and Dave East's brother looks like a straight Middle Eastern, but like apparently like they're black. Um. But yeah. And I wish, and it sounds like you might live in one, there was a, a affluent black community that, that wasn't the hood. Like, bring all the good aspects of the hood, like, without the crime, without, like, all of the uh, negative things. Because um, there aren't really any affluent black, predominantly black neighborhoods. But things like oh, what... Yeah. what uh. Nipsey was trying to do what some thug has been doing for years under the radar could make it possible. Because, um, and, and, and I think, like, if you're in Texas or if you're, uh, in, in the deep south. Uh, hey, here you go, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good, you're good. they, they from, uh, each, each, I can't even say it right. Hold on. Etrian and Etrian is a country in the Horn of Africa. Oh, okay. So he's straight up African. So he's like way down there. So he's straight up. Yeah. So, so and his actually, mom his, uh, I'm sorry, his, go ahead. his mom like yeah, his mom African. It was it said his dad was born you know, his uh basically he was born to his mom, which she's African American, but his dad is Etrian immigrant. Which at the Horn of Africa and all that shit. So yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> so he's actually African American. Yeah. Cause we aren't really African American. Like we're black. Exactly. Yeah. An African American is someone who's who who directly or their parents came from Africa. But when they start calling us African American, that was because uh, colored and Negro had become passe. But yeah, but to, mm-hmm. if you're a hyphenated American, because really, like getting like like some really political shit that, that kind of fucks me up. Black people and Anglo-Saxons are are the two predominant races in America, and white people are called Caucasian or Anglo-Saxon, but they're still called American. But as black people, we have to be a hyphenated American, which kind of pisses me off. Because you're an African-American, like I said, if you're from Africa or even if your parents were from Africa and migrated here, that's when you're a hyphenated American. We aren't hyphenated American. We're just black Americans. We're yeah. no hyphen. But, um, uh, like, enough of that random mind. But, um, yeah, so I think <laughs> in um, southern states, you can do what Nipsey was trying to do better. Because, uh, I feel like in the southern states, uh, they they have more they have more unity. Whereas in California, when the uh, gang culture is still very huge, it's very difficult for people. And with gang culture, unfortunately, in some cases, there's a lot of jealousy involved, and they don't want and like there's a much of a bigger crab in a barrel, a, a complex. Same same as us being from Saginaw. Yeah, so, it really is. When things like that happen, that's when it's difficult for someone like someone like Nipsey to um, prevail because he's doing all this shit right, but there's still other niggas saying fuck that nigga. 
I'm gonna kill him, get this clout for it. Yep. But I think that in terms of a of of death, Nipsey is the most closely closely um related to, to Tupac in a sense that I think that the things that he stood for is going to be more popular now and going forward than what it was before. So, so at least in depth, he's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. You guys lose round, round on the money. He's that dude, man. He's yeah, he closely, he closely to Tupac. It's yeah. just because I think it's the way he fell it, just the way he fell out. It's it's the way he was, the thing he was shooting for it, and the way he fell out. Mm-hmm. But now, the good that came from his death, at least, was the fact that everybody, everyone is seeing all of the game that he's been giving us for, for over a decade. Yeah. Nothing but game. Nothing but game. Um, alright. So, uh, do you have anything else about Nip? Nah, that's it. Alright, so, so... So we both got three down then, right? Yeah. Alright. So, uh, who's your number four? My number four is the Notorious B.I.G. So that's both our number fours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but go ahead. Go ahead. Now I can really get into it, like I, because I wasn't trying to get into it, like on Tupac and him. But now I can really get into it. But I'm yeah. starting with beginning with him. His goal, uh, the dude was selling crack rice on the counter when he was a kid. He was 19 years old. The pregnant bitch. Yeah, he got locked up. Yeah, for real. <laughs> got knocked up. I mean, knocked up. Got knocked up. He got uh, locked up. Uh. Ended up going to prison, came back. He was still flowing before he went to prison, but when he came back from prison, he was flowing even better because all he'd been doing is writing and writing. And then all the shit was literally, he's probably one of the originals to actually, the original rappers to actually not write. He didn't have to write. All he had to do is just rhyme, like rhyme. And he could tell a story so good without putting it into a paper. It was ridiculous. Yeah, now and I think he's literally the, the first one, though. I think he's the first one, but let me interject on that. So, uh, PSA for yeah. any aspiring rappers who may listen to this podcast: just because Biggie and Jay Z did it does not mean you should or even attempt to do it. The average rapper <laughs> needs to write down their fucking raps, proofread them, and then do five different drafts to get the shit right. Do not feel obligated to be like fucking to, uh, Jay and Biggie because you can't do it. Yeah. You simply you, you cannot can't do it. do it. You can't do it. And for him to actually to not write it and he could tell a story yeah. and tell the story so vividly in detail that you just be like, damn, mm-hmm. how the hell did you do that? Like, it's, it's beautiful, man. From Juicy, when Juicy, you know what I'm saying, everybody heard that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all a dream. I used to read whatever magazines, salt and pepper, and heavy D up in the limousine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to man, to uh, kicking the door, waving the four four, 
all you heard was big papa don't hit me no more i was like oh shit right to to i got a story to tell which is a, a real a real story mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy that's that's a funny thing besides everybody was trying to, to find out who that damn uh NBA player was, mm-hmm. but everybody knew who the NBA player was, though. Right. <laughs> Besides when he said, she looks so good, I suck on her daddy dick. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Then you got the smooth, I love it when you call me Big Pop, uh, throw your hands in the air, you the true player. Crossover hit, too. Man. Crossover hit. They had fucking- then you got... That song had oh, fucking that song had fucking David Spade on Saturday Night Live singing it. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, hell yeah. Then he had the one that it's on his album, but the remix is better with P Diddy. Uh, and I think it's Total. Total. Biggie, give me one more yep. chance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Total. Damn man. Total. 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 After Total. Kim and Keisha and Pam. Oh shit. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, man, he he was uh from autumn from just that album alone yep. was epic. And because Big only he, had two albums, right? Well, two albums before he died. Uh, yeah, only two. Damn, only two. Because he rolled the wave of the first one. Yep. The first one was a huge way. Yeah, he wrote that motherfucker for a good, like two, about two years, yeah. three years before he had to, he drive life after death. So he didn't have to drive nothing. That's how hot he was. Then he was working on Junior Mafia and all that, which was a flop. Yep. And we were trying to help look him out and shit. And yep. I mean, they only had that one good song on there and that was it. <laughs> but it was crazy. And then he was fucking bitches and all this other shit left and right. I was like, it's still here. But what he fucked to me, where, where Biggie, because B- I'm going to tell you this, if Biggie was still alive today, he would own Bad Boy. He he would either own Bad Boy, I, I would say own it, far as he probably have, he, him and PD probably be 50-50 on Bad Boy, real talk, because but, he made Bad Boy. But he, would made, that, he made Bad Boy. Would that be a um, s- s- something to brag about in 2019, owning Bad Boy? <laughs> but but that's the thing though. This 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 the killer part about it. Mm-hmm. Bad boy wouldn't. Bad boy will be better than what it is now if Biggie was there. You see what I'm saying? P Diddy shied away from it. He up here started getting these artists and shit at the at the uh at the you know big died and all that. He ended up getting all these artists and he really trying to promote them and this that and the other. You know what I'm saying? Because he too busy trying to. Trying to do these things. Look at look at look at get Ciroc going, buying Mm -hmm. this and buying it. Like he got too many business adventures that he can't even work on. The main one that put him up here to get these other business adventures. Right. He got that was like that's the side baby. Now if he did he if that's why I said Biggie was still alive. Oh, that should be pumping. Man, that should be pumping so hardcore that because Biggie he be trying to find talent. And then on top of that, he probably still be rapping. Well, I don't know. He I don't know if he still be rapping. I take that back because he'd be like, well, he probably still be. No, he'd be like forty something. So he probably still be rapping. He still be relevant. Yeah. So you never, you never, you never really know. And then if that was the case, then Puff and Big they probably share their ideas with each other. And man, that should be flowing. 
that's why I was just like, and and that's why I think that's what pushed. I think even though Puffy was already at the edge mm-hmm. of being great, I think that's what pushed him even more over to get the edge because his album, this album, which is a classic, it's a I ain't gonna say it's a classic. It's a good album. I want to say it's a classic because I listened to it a million times while I was younger. Mm-hmm. But if I listen to it now, I'd be like, okay, you know, skip. Yeah, this is good, but I wouldn't say no. Yeah, I would say no classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go on the record of saying that Last Train to Paris was a pretty good album. Which one? Last Train to Paris. Uh, you know, I ain't never heard it. Did he? I, I mean, Dirty I money. I heard it. I heard it, but I ain't. Having taken a taking a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with most of the biggest shit that you said, but as you were speaking, I was thinking about it, and um, I felt like the the Bad Boy roster was at its most, uh, we'll say popular after Biggie passed, because you had Mace. Now, Mace was the only rapper they really had that popped since since Biggie, because Prince Montana kind of popped. MGK didn't pop, but you had Mace, but then you had Total, who low-key, now, not mainstream, like, if you ask any of our Anglo-Saxon counterparts, probably have no idea who Total is, but Total has some hits. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have Carl, I mean, yeah, he had Total, uh, Carl Thomas, same thing. Yeah. That first Carl Thomas album was a classic, bro. Emotional, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. They had one twelve. One twelve. Yeah, one twelve, bro. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. They had one twelve when when, yeah. when uh Biggie was there. That's yeah. why I was like, damn. Who got bigger after Biggie passed? Yeah. Cause like they're cause uh back in the mid to late nineties when there was a pretty big craze of boy bands in the pop side and R&B groups on, on on our side. 112 was probably the best one all around, pound for pound. Yeah. Because Jagged Edge had some hits too, but like their crossover hits were their worst songs ever. What's going on across the bed? With a fucking, a rev run. Oh yeah, with that run. Yeah, I know, that was terrible. <laughs> and then, and then, what a party at, which was a good, club song for them, but like, that much better songs yeah. up before then, but 112 had classic albums. At least two or three, I want to say. It, yeah, at least at least two, yeah, I get like two or three. And a Jagged Edge, they had some joints, but I can't think of a classic a Jagged Edge album. To me, they they, they classic album was their greatest hits album. <laughs> <laughs> That was the classic <laughs> album to me. Because it had all the hits on there and you was like, oh shit. Agreed. <laughs> like three, it had like three or four new tracks and the, I think two of them was really solid. Two of them was hitting hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> now, all of those R&B groups from the 90s fell off tremendously. Also including uh, a, a Drew Hill. A Drew Hill had two classics back to back. Yeah. But then they became a parody of themselves. When Cisco went solo and they came back, it was never the same. Yep. But um, uh, getting back to Biggie and a Bad Boy, I would argue that Bad Boy had a stronger roster 
after Biggie died. Which kind of disproved the theory that uh, Puff Puff wanted to kill Biggie because Biggie wanted to leave. But that's when <laughs> his roster was the strongest. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say Roger was the strongest, but oh, so well, I say it was it was when he had Craig Mack. Had... Craig Mack. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig Mack is only known. Me. Craig Mack is only known for the song that had Biggie on it. It's only known for the Biggie verse. <laughs> but now nah, he had. Nah, I think. Talk to think because when he died, because when when you try to think about it like back then, it's like when he died, who was there? Because the thing is though, Mace was there when Biggie died. Yeah, but he had no album out yet. You feel me? Mm -hmm. They had recorded some shit, but he had no album out yet. One Twelve was there. Was the Locks there? I think the Locks was there. I don't know. So that's what kind of got me thinking, like, right. uh, it was a lot there, I don't know. Because you think about All About the Benjamins, granted, All About the Benjamins, you had that cut, but that I think that was added into yeah. the actual it was. song. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, no, he recorded it. They already had that cut from something, and mm-hmm. they just put it in there. So, but then if you think about uh, more money, more problems. More money, more problems. Biggie was already on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's it's a lot, man. But um, Biggie was definitely the first swag rapper, and he he was the most balanced in terms of his skills as a swag rapper, because uh, yeah, there hadn't been a, a rapper who, who impacted style since fucking Run DMC with Adidas and LL Cool J with Kango hats, but uh, people wanted, wanted to fucking dress like Biggie, and they still kind of do, like, if you're a bigger guy, even 2019, you want to dress like Biggie did, and fucking Rick Ross is kind of kind of an evolution of the Biggie Small aesthetic. If you, if you really look at it. So, um, Biggie definitely had, like, uh, a lot of the traits, and then like kids these days will say that Biggie and, and Pac weren't the best rappers of all time, but they are idiots. No, well, no, well, if they say that Biggie isn't their favorite rapper, that's fine. But to say that Biggie and Pac don't have skills or they're overrated, that is blasphemy. Yeah. But like those kids are coming from like the uh, era era of uh, Drake from ten years ago, and way from ten years ago. Yep. But to say that is fucking blasphemy because uh, everybody is essentially Tupac and Biggie's son. Who's a current rapper? Because the people who influenced the current generation's favorite rappers were influenced by, by, by Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, you're right about that one. Oh, let's see. Anything else on Biggie? I, I think I'm good on Biggie. You good on Biggie? Yeah, I'm good. I'm big. Alright, so now number five. Fuck. Who was my other one gonna be? Um shit. Uh cause I'm having a trouble thinking about who I wanted to say. I'll say another one that everyone 
typically goes to. Maybe I won't. Wait a minute. Okay, Th this is somewhat of a wild card, and and I I'll admit from the outset here that I don't know everything there is to know about this rapper, but I I can say that the effect that they had on other rappers in their um collective, but that's proof from a mission's own from a D12. Okay, okay. Since Proof died, I think that that is the precise moment that you can pinpoint when M turned from a, a goat to trash. <laughs> I'm not sure if Proof if Proof was proofreading his raps or if Proof just gave him like the energy and the uh, the uh, the uh, motivation like to be out here doing good shit. But since Proof died, Eminem has been sh shite and shit and trash, and. And I feel as though uh, Michigan rap and uh, Detroit in particular owes a lot to Proof because Proof was the mastermind of D12. He brought a lot of shit together. And I think that he also kind of found it, or found Royce of the 5'9 and a Trick Trick. The, the Trick and Trick Trick, for those who don't know, is a Michigan equivalent of Shug Knight. And um, <laughs> OJ Prince. He he he's known for <laughs> he's known he's for a jug night. <laughs> and all due respect to um, Trick Trick, I love your song with Eminem. Welcome to Detroit City. My favorite yeah, song of all time. Hard. Not really. I'm just afraid of him. Um. Yeah. Uh, I, nah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah. 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 No. Nah, nah, let me. I can clear some stuff up for you. Razor Fine Nine made Eminem. I found out this is the one of his songs. He was at a concert, and that's where he ran up to him when he was supposed to basically spit at this concert because he had uh, had a show or whatever. And Eminem was backstage, and that's when he first met Marshall Mathers slash Eminem back then and then they changed numbers and then after that it was like history mm. but that's when that's when Royce of Fire 9 was literally just starting he was just starting out and Eminem was just starting out too oh for real? oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah so they was still they they wasn't mainstream neither, neither, nor, neither one was mainstream yet they were just starting out both of them it was like oh shit they was like they go Eminem blah 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 Eminem was like hey blah 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 I like your shit woo woo then it changed numbers and went from there because it, it was on their way. But then he said later on, Eminem blew up. Then he came, you know, hollered at Eminem because they were beefing at one point. This, yep. this is from what I remember. Yeah, but like right after Royce put put like his first song out, they started beefing. I feel like. Mhm. Mm so I gave proof too much credit, but. <laughs> But, but not nah, he was like a little crutch for him though. Yeah. That, that's 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 for sure. That's 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 like one hundred percent. And I also feel like that's when M got got like on the drugs real hard too. Yeah. I feel like that I, I might be wrong, but I feel like that timeline kinda aligns up. I'm glad he got off the drugs, though. Did he? 
At least I think he did. At least from what that coin, that coin he showed on uh. Anybody can buy a Twitter. coin, bro. Anybody can buy a coin. I can buy that coin right now. <laughs> Say that I've been sober for like 10, 10 or eleven years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying. Everybody's like, "Good for you, man." And he's been trashed for fifteen years. <laughs> L might be the most turned on rapper that I can imagine because everybody turned on Eminem now. But the thing about Eminem though, he could throw some trash, but the shit go platinum. It's like, nah, it don't even matter. I actually want to hear some shit that's like back in the day type shit where even 50 Cent was just like, yo, I'm about to repeat everything he just said part of the chorus and throw it on my shit and use it as a verse. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I, I, I mean, man, I'm at the point with M to where uh, even if I go back and hear his old shit, now I see that he he basically uh, all he does is whine. He, he's so angsty, <laughs> he's complaining about his life. Like, bro, now as a, as a sixth grader, I felt it, <laughs> but but as a 32 year old, I'm like, come on, bro, stop your fucking whining. It's not cool that you're trying to kill your fucking baby mama, bro. Give it songs about killing your baby mama. That's not cool. With the assistance of his daughter. And then songs about killing his mama. That's not fucking cool to me anymore. Actually, that was pretty dope back then, though. Back then, yes. Because it was the first time that we had ever heard anything like that. But now, but now as a mature adult... I'm like, come on, bro. Shut the fuck up. And then, like, now, like, he whines about a fucking machine gun. Kelly talking about a dog looks good. Come on, bro. <laughs> he he act like a daughter. Now, at that time, like, uh, uh, like a daughter, like, I think he said was 16 years old, which is a little weird that a machine gun Kelly is saying that. But I think. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But come on, bro. Don't try to sabotage this man's whole career because of some shit like that. When he made his career off of saying terrible things about people anyway. He made a joke about... Uh, did, you, did you like Did you like Killshot, though? Killshot went hard. Um, My opinion on Killshot hasn't changed since we had that show about Killshot. I thought it was... Mm-hmm. I was underwhelmed by it. <laughs> I was bored listening to it. <laughs> I think that I still I still contend that um MGK's his uh song was better. Uh, yeah. Not to me, not on my Now obviously M at the I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. because uh, M to me M shouldn't have said nothing. But then when he did and he came out with kill shot. Killshot just had me kind of like mind blown, and it it was just some like I said before, some of she said kind of went over folks' head. People didn't know what the hell he was talking about. But then when he said, <laughs> I just like the one line. He was like, uh, "They're gonna be talking about how Biggie, or no, how uh, Puffy killed Tupac or something like mm-hmm. that." He was talking about on all all shit. I thought that was pretty dope, and everybody was like, "Oh shit!" That part was good, yeah. Um. But 
I still think when MGK is talking about like his uh his track suits and the and the ugly uh fuck Nike's always wear. <laughs> it was so funny as hell to me. I'm like, your beard is weird. <laughs> his beard is weird. His he gets you some clippers. <laughs> his beard was very his beard was very weird. He he was he was spitting straight facts on that shit. Um but yeah, proof. Uh he's in, he's my number five. Uh <laughs> Who is your number five? Mine's. I'm going to keep it simple. It ain't nothing extravagant about it. It's going to probably throw you off. Okay, I'm ready. Mine, mine's is Heavy D. Oh, no. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one, man. Heavy D is underrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's a- and, and it's a reason. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was... I was only gonna say that he he did not get the props that he deserves. He really don't, man. And I heard a song that's what remind me of because it was uh it was like I ain't got nothing but love for you, baby. I was like, oh shit, I heard it. I was like, damn, that shit go hard. I forgot all about that song. <laughs> I did everything. I started digging up heavy D shit mm-hmm. more than heavy D shit, and I was just like, yo. I was like, ah, I forget about this dude. Like, he's this dude, like, literally, like, went over my head. Like, I literally forgot all about the overweight level. I did, too, man. I this, was like, damn. A renaissance, man. <laughs> he was a rapper. He was an actor. He did it all. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I, I, I give it to him just because of the fact that he just on, he was like, he was like, I'm on my big and sexy shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Notorious Biggie, B.I.G., on the other hand, he was like, I'm on my big and ugly shit, but you still like me. I still pull holes. You feel me? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, That's what I liked about him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, you know, Andre Joy, he was, because I remember he was on Living Single. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, well, what's her name? Yeah. He had money on there. Man, and when he passed, everybody was like, shit. Like, damn. It was kind of like a bliss. Yeah. He had a song with uh Soul for Real. Every little thing I do, yeah, on my mind. Yo. Heavy D and who? Soul for Real. Hell yeah. It was, was, was good, man. I got to give it to him, man. He, 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 he was one of those rappers that he, he put big dudes on the map. Because he was rapping before fucking... Fucking uh, Biggie was like that's for sure. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then also for a big guy, he could dance, he could move. Mm-hmm. He had some joints too. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a, a good one. What other big movie was he in? Uh, I feel like it was something with Robin Williams. I can't. Damn. Hell, me too. Let's look that shit up real quick, cause I I also feel like he was in something with um uh something with uh LL Cool J for some reason too. Let's let's look it up, but yeah, but that's that's definitely a great choice, cause he, cause low key he had a lot of hits. He never really crossed yeah. over, but he like. But that's like on a fucking 90s soundtrack, man. Heavy D and the boys. 
Oh, let's see. Oh, yeah, he was on Life. He we up. In Life. Yep, yep, yep. Man, what part are you playing on Life? I'm trying to think. Uh, Probably a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Oh. Yeah, it had to be one of the prisoners. He was on uh, BAPS, the uh, classic. <laughs> yeah. Hell, he was on Tower Heist. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> He was on um, a different world. Rock, an underrated uh, 90s sitcom. Yeah. Fred Prince of Bel Air. Mm hmm. Hey, he was on the Tyler Perry House of Pain on one episode. And, and uh, 100. Yeah, SVU. I swear, I swear, everybody be on that shit. It's been over thirty five <laughs> years. You gotta get everybody. Shot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shit. Yeah, man, but like that's definitely a good one, man. Cause he had some fucking hits. Uh, overweight lover. And then it was also fucked up that he died after he lost a lot of weight. Yep. Yeah, I know. You would think that, like, if he's being proactive about his health, it, that. Hopefully, it will be able to uh, like reverse any adverse effects from like for, from him being so heavy for all those years. But apparently, in his case, it didn't, which is kind of fucked up. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure if his death was related to like his health. I mean, because of his weight, was it? Let me see on Wikipedia here. Oh, and I now I know where he was at on life. He was at the beginning of the movie. And at the end, remember when they was like, he was the dude that was asking the old time, and was like, oh, you know, what you know about this dude, you know, blah, 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 that they went just burying Joe Gibbs and Mason Martin Lawrence, and he was telling, he was telling them the story. Oh, yeah, 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 All right, so it says that. Uh, he was 44 when he died. He collapsed outside his home in, in Beverly Hills. Whew. His death was initially thought to be connected to a pneumonia, but he had a pulmonary embolism. So that's like some heart shit, I believe. Yep. Because he suffered from heart disease. Um, Damn, that's okay. Yeah, because he had like a deep vein thrombolus. I don't know what that means, in his leg. So it Basically, a vein in his leg that I guess is connected to his heart either got inflated or some shit. Whew, that's a fucked up way to go. Damn. That's why I'm, I'm definitely liking my health shit lately. Because I ain't trying to like none of the fucking other diseases, man. Yeah, me too, man. I be, That's one reason why I, I think healthy-wise, like I'm good on certain shit just because of... The military, right. like I had to exercise, I gain weight, I lose it, I and I switch up my foods, mm-hmm. eating and drinking. I because I was I was on uh I know we were all talking topic, but <laughs> I was on my keto shit like in February, really? and then yeah, and I did it for a month and a half. It was me and Marisha, and that month and a half I lost twenty goddamn pounds. Yeah, man. And I was like, fuck, and, and I felt, dude, bro, I felt so good. It was ridiculous. But then, after I did my PT shit, 
I was like, yo, I'm about to get back on it. But then I was like, fuck it. I fell off because we were dealing with the house yep. and all this other yep, shit. Right, right. I really ain't had time, but I'm about to get back on it just to keep it up. Because it's, man, that shit, it made me feel good, though. It, it was a different, it was a switch. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I could do it, and I lost, I seen how much weight I lost. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I want to try this shit again. Yeah, man. Um, I considered doing, like, the keto shit probably a few years ago, but uh, unfortunately for me, my favorite kind of food is car- or are carbs. I can give up meat before I give up carbs, bro. Yeah, damn. <laughs> because fucking potatoes, fucking uh, pasta and rice—that's all I fuck with, bro. So uh, the thing that I've been doing lately, and uh, so far at work, I bought a treadmill off a of fucking Amazon, and that shit was a piece of shit. So I had to return it, and that's a whole fucking ordeal because that's the fucking box like over a hundred pounds. So, so like when I yeah. it took me an hour and a half to put the bitch together, and it wouldn't fucking turn on because it was, it was a piece of shit. Then I had to call fucking UPS back to have them come pick it up. Then trying to schedule time for them to come <laughs> and help me get it downstairs because my UPS person is a very, very a petite woman, and there's no way <laughs> that she could pick the shit up by herself. So it was a piece of it. It, 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 it was a pain in the dick. So, but I returned that shit and got like a rowing machine. And, like, that's working pretty good. And then, like, on days that I can, I try to take an hour walk. Because I can't run for that long because I have severely flat feet. But I I take an hour walk. Shit, like, that's probably... Yeah, you got flat feet, that man? Yeah, bro. My, my shit terrible. Like, I have no arch, bro. No arch. Ooh, shit. Because, like, my heart and, and, and um, my upper body is fine. But, but say, like, I run for five minutes, my fucking feet are just so exhausted for taking all the impact, I got to stop. So taking like an hour walk, which, which only gets about probably, I think it burns about 145 calories every time I do it, because like, it's like a power walk. But yeah, but I try to do that. I cut out salt, because salt is, salt is killing black people every fucking day. Uh, I cut out salt, I try. I try on most days to only drink one thing a day that isn't water, and then I cut out like ninety percent of my fried foods. And so far, it's been about two weeks, and uh, and uh, like I feel a lot better. But yeah, the one thing I cannot give up is carbs or our carbs. <laughs> I can't do it, man. So I applaud you for being able to do that keto. I mean keto shit, but I can't do it because. I, I also hate vegetables, bro. The, the only vegetables I like are corn, green beans, and peppers. Oh, shit. Yeah, man, you got to sacrifice, man. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to do everything else besides that so I can still have my uh, carbs. You, you got to Because it's just... What I found out, you can't eat as much carbs and you can't... All these processed sugars right, and shit. Right. You gotta get away from that shit. Yep. That shit is like really bad for you. And yeah, man. Once you get away from that shit, within like two weeks, you're gonna lose it. I promise you, you. If you do that shit within two weeks, you be already like 10 pounds. And you probably be like, what the fuck? And, and right. just from like, elim- not eliminate carbs. Like, you don't have to eliminate carbs, just not have a big intake of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's also like a big piece of it, too, because uh, Americans especially, and, and, and black Americans in particular, we eat 
until we get full. The key is to eat until you aren't hungry anymore. Yeah. And then with that, I typically have like five small meals a day. <laughs> so like I wake up, I, I may have like an omelet or something. Uh, like then like I'll, I'll get like a handful of almonds like maybe like two hours later or some shit like that. But yeah, but uh, we're used to eating like two fucking stuff. We can't fucking move and shit. And like that's probably the biggest problem. If you eat in moderation, and then like if you're active and and you burn you burn more calories than you take in, uh, then like you're typically fine. Um, what type of shit were y'all eating though? Uh, all right, so. I was going protein crazy a little bit, okay. which you can't eat a lot of damn protein, but chicken, steak, fish, you know what I'm saying, lean stuff like that. I, once I got away, I'm going to be honest, once I got away from pop, for, for, I didn't really drink pop like that until I drink. Mm-hmm. When I got rid of, uh, like, from drinking, eating sugars and stuff like that, yep. I drank a Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Which I hate. Yeah. I hated that shit. That, like, I was like, yo, this shit is disgusting. Right? This shit <laughs> nasty. I drunk one after two weeks. Mm-hmm. Bro, that was the my amazing drink of my life. <laughs> like, that shit was like, the, like, like on some next level shit. And, and the reason why was like, my wife was saying, she was like, you've been pushing from sugar for so long. When you taste one thing that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Your whole body takes a whole different intel of what that tastes like. Right. So it it tasting good to you now because you didn't have that super fucking sweet shit and God knows how long. And I was just like, I was amazed, bro. <laughs> and then the Coke Zero, you can drink, bro. Yeah. And then the Coke drink, you can drink those. You just can't drink a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I drank the uh those ice waters. Yeah. The yep, carbonated yep, waters, yep, whatever. Yep, yep. Yeah, zero calories. You could drink those. You just can't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people just don't know uh, certain things you can drink, certain things you can't drink. The only thing you can't do is, like, just overdoing carbs. Like, when you go somewhere, like, if you go, I know they ain't got no wing stop in Saginaw. At least I don't think they do. Nah. But if they had, if, like, you can't go to B-Dubs. Like, B-Dubs is like, hell no. Cause they sauces got too many damn flavors and shit. Mm-hmm. But if they had a wing stop, oh, you be you be eat there any damn wings you can think sure. of. They're like, yeah, cause the wing stop. The thing is with wing stop, all they sauces, they're not like real sugary or high carb or nothing. Hmm. So that's why it was kind of crazy. I think it was like one or two was bad. But what I ate, I ate the Cajun and I ate the uh, lemon pepper. Mm-hmm. And then lemon pepper don't got nothing, don't got no carbs. So you can sit there and just be eating chicken like all day, yeah. really. Shit. And uh, then like, then like for snacks, I try to have either like some Welch's fruit snacks, which probably aren't the best, but like a lot better, like than like eating like some fucking Twix and shit, or uh, or, or like have like an apple or some um. Or uh, uh, granola, which which is a carb, but yeah. but yeah. Uh, so I'm making healthier choices when it comes to my eating shit than trying to be like a lot more active, so, because yeah, like um, even going like even going like low carb, 
I think it would be hard for me. But hopefully, like me, um, and then I haven't had a f- fried food in probably a month now, man, at all. Oh, that's good. That's a start. Yeah. Shit. And then like, yeah, that's a start. The last time I have, you just gotta watch that. You can't just be eating bread, man. What you be eating bread wise, like, like you eat sandwiches or? It's not bread that much, man. Um, well, I do eat bagels. Like, I have a bagel sandwich. Yeah, you, you can't eat those. Yeah, yeah, you can't eat them shit. And that becomes a problem. But the biggest carb I fuck with is pasta. Like, uh, like say, like I have like some uh, chicken breast. I used to do mm-hmm. that in like some fucking pastaroni and some shit. But now I try to do fucking corn, which isn't the best vegetable for you, but like that's the one I can tolerate with a light butter and then uh, like with a uh, fucking green peppers in it. And then maybe a little bit of pasta. So like I probably can't ever go full fucking. Uh, keto diet, but like I'm making better choices at least. And then I also love fucking potatoes, like not like fries, because of fries be fries have got kind of nasty to me. But like if it's a mashed potato or just um a baked potato, even which also yeah, which also isn't the best thing for you. But I figure by cutting out the fried foods, being more active. Um, incorporating more fucking veggies uh, like into my diet. Hopefully, uh, that'll help out. Shit like... It helps. Um, I- I've only had, like, in the month of May, I probably had pop, but, like, a glass of pop, or, like, a 20-ounce, probably three times. Granted... Okay, that's good. Uh, granted, I fuck with those, uh, s- s- Simply Lemonades and shit. But if it's simply, it can't be that bad <laughs> for you. <laughs> I was drinking one of them the other day. They had like a simple lemonade watermelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go with the watermelon Ciroc. The watermelon Ciroc I be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, uh, the Simply brand has ever had a bad stuff. Everything they got is bomb. It's bomb, bro. Everything they got. Yeah. The fucking apple juice is like thick as fuck for some reason, but it's good. The fucking oranges, the best oranges I've ever had in my life. The fucking strawberry lemonade, the blueberry lemonade. All them hoes good. But yeah, so I have one drink on average per day that that isn't water. Like, it's gotten to the point to where I kind of crave water. And shit, like I go through like a <laughs> uh, a fucking thirty six pack of, of water a week. Damn. Yeah, but hopefully, uh, like that shit fucking holds off all the uh, black people um elements like high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease. That's what the fuck I'm hoping. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Because I also, uh, I refuse to go to the doctor. <laughs> so, like, that's going to be the death of that on the fucking doctor. <laughs> um, alright, so, uh, like we always do, um, what should we count down next month? 
Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Summertime. Summer. Trying to think. Ain't nobody really came out with nothing new. Yeah, man. For the summer, which is kind of shocking. DJ Khaled. Yeah, I know. Uh, I still ain't scared. I listen to that, that shit. Man, I'm like, uh, pity pity. Man, Khaled ain't never had a whole good project. Yeah, he, he had joints here and there, but I can listen to a whole fucking Khaled album. I get so bored. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, in, in theory, that's a good idea, but yeah, I don't think I can come with five summer anthems. That'd be a hard one. Ooh. Uh, uh, can, can we do five on this? I, I was thinking we we might not be, be able to find five, but I was thinking uh, soundtracks. Oh, that would be a good one. Do you think that we can get five? Do they got to be hip-hop? Can it be hip-hop and R&B? Let's do hip-hop and R&B. If it you hip-hop and R&B, then I can get you five. Okay. I can get you five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get you five. Because most of the uh, the soundtracks from our era like, was uh, both anyway. Yeah. Because I got a couple in mind already. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think, and, and and that's also good for the summertime because typically all of the hot movies with soundtracks came out in in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and unless you have any other ideas, I think that like that could work. Nah, I think that'd be good. Okay, perfect. So, so uh, people out there listening to the podcast in the month of because this is going to be for June in the month of July. We'll be back at it again in the heart of summer with the our top five soundtrack albums in no particular order. Um. So now our sign off. So that there's our list. You might think that shit was. <laughs> <laughs> you might think that. Sh- ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might think that shit was okay, dope. Okay, there we go. But no. Hey. <laughs> no, no, it was a. Uh... So there's our list. You might think it was trash. No, no, because like the last part was. You gotta admit it was dope as fuck. Yeah. Or maybe it was. So, there's our list. You might not agree with every choice, but you have to admit that that shit was dope as fuck. Yeah. That's close, I think, to what it was. I, I promise for, for, for fucking July, I'm going to listen to <laughs> the episode from probably five months ago. We'll be um, at our fucking sign-off and write that bitch down and put it up on the wall in the fucking studio. So fucking next month, I will fucking... Yeah. I know what it is. For those out there listening, that's a promise to you. Although, uh, if people listen to all the shows on the network, they know that I never keep a promise. <laughs> <laughs>
Have you seen that movie, uh, When They See Us, or? Man, I can't watch it yet, man, because I feel like, like, seeing a lot, seeing, like, the racist shit right now. 
I feel like crying tonight, man. <laughs> Cause uh, nah, bro. I I mean, I I totally feel you mm-hmm. on it. But this is this this is what I'm gonna say though. Cause the first man, the first episode, like I was talking to Marisha, but I was like, yo, I can't. I was like, I can't watch this shit. <laughs> like the first episode, I was like, yo, this shit, that shit pissed like smooth pissed me the yeah. fuck off. And no, the, the thing that smooth pissed me the fuck off about is everything's true. Yes. This is this ain't no base yes. though. This is like they they doing it factual or what yeah. happened in real life. Every fucking thing ain't nothing make believe about There's it. Nothing even to the, the <laughs> even bro even. Even to the survivors, because I heard the survivors talk about it like on a before yeah. interview, before the movie came out, the motherfuckers was like, nah, it was even worse than that. Yeah. It was like, I can hear old boy getting beat by the police inside of there because they were trying to get him to say the story how they wanted to be told. And you can hear him getting beat. Yeah, man. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, uh, that story is so fucked up. There's no need to fictionalize it. There's, and, and, and it's right. It probably toned it back because it's too much. And then, because uh, the first time that I heard about that shit was in a documentary, um, The 13th. And yeah. then, uh, like, the the main fucking people who made that shit worse were Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. I'm not sure um, how much of that is going to be in there, but Donald Trump was saying you need to take all the... He's the reason why they were hunting down everybody black for, like, the whole summer. And then fucking... Clinton was a, a, like, person who called those guys super predators, which is, like, another term for a black man. That shit is so fucked up, man. So, so... So, I will watch it, but... I ain't in the mood for that shit right now, bro. Nah, I feel you. Shit, I don't even know if you should take a drink and watch that shit. I think that'd be even worse. <laughs> Man. But, and, and the, the fucked up part about it is, that shit happened to this day. And, uh, because the cops are, the cops, unfortunately, for the most part, are just evil, evil people. Because all they want to do is solve a crime if a person's guilty or not. Mm-hmm. And then make you cop all these. It was just because this prosecutor was trying to get these dudes just because of the fact that this girl, white lady, got raped. Exactly. And she was trying to find out who raped her, but they still didn't find out who was the rapist until like later on. Like 2007 like, or some shit. Like, it's crazy, man. And like They had two trials and got found guilty with no DNA evidence. You know how they got released? How they got released, though, is that. Fuck it, I'll tell you, cause it's gonna take a minute. It's news, yeah. I mean, like, ain't like, yeah, like, this ain't like a movie, yeah. like a movie, movie. Like, this is based on true events. You can look it up. Basically, yeah, yeah. Basically, the day was in jail, in prison, and the dude that did it was in yeah, prison yep, already. Yep, yep. And he felt sorry for, him, and then he felt he kept feeling sorry because he was like, damn, you still here? Like, y'all still here? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he's just thinking, oh, they go do two, three years, be done. And he felt so goddamn guilty, he was like, fuck it. I'm going to confess all that shit for you so you can get the fuck up out of here. After, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He was in jail for other crimes. <laughs> he said, let the other one Yeah, that's it's crazy. Fucking, but, bro, 
the most crazy part about it is how can you convict somebody doing something with no DNA? The bitch had a rape kit, bro. And none of none of the DNA was on her. So so they try to say said like they're like this other dude who actually did it was a fifth man or some shit. But they all still did mm-hmm. it. Because they're so prideful in that industry that they can't just admit that they uh fucking have the wrong people for all these fucking years. No, no, they did it, but this other guy did it too. It's it's so yeah, I'm getting mad right now thinking about the shit how fucked up it is, bro. Yeah, man. That whole the whole And I think to me the one one of the most fucked up these is one of the most fucked up things about it to me that that pissed me off was one of the dudes dad got mad at him and he told him to lie just because his dad had a record and the police came up to him and was like oh you got a record and you working where did you tell them that you got a you're feeling and all this other shit yep. well you need to talk to your son and then all of a sudden they got him to talk to his son he's like hey you need to do whatever the police tell you <laughs> to do and all this other shit and after that after he, cause he said after he got out of prison, he said, and and this was was a, a interview they did was last month. He was like, he straight up told me he was like, they was like, do you still have you ever talked to your father or anything about? It? He's like, nope. He was like, I lost every fucking sign of respect from him since that day he told me this and the third. He was like, I ain't got nothing to say to him. Period. I was like, damn. I don't blame he was like forty. I don't blame him, bro. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him at all. He's like, I lost every fucking respect from him, period. He can come up to me like, nah, fuck you, dude. That's crazy, because you're going to take your son this, that, and the other just because you scared? Motherfucker, you just said, fuck it. I'm just going to go to prison. I'll go. I'll take this bitch. you trying to get your son out, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, bro, like, like all that fucking backward shit like the cops be doing, bro. And then, like, they act surprised when all fucking black people don't fuck with cops. Oh, how? And then, like, cops be like, if cop pulls you over, be like, if you're innocent, you, you, you have nothing to worry about. Shut that bullshit up, bro. <laughs> Ain't no such thing as innocent. Like, you a fucking <laughs> cop, you a black person, bro. And then, the fact that people, the cops still get away with this shit all these years later is astonishing. That's the one industry in the world that I could think of when there's no fucking uh, bad thing to happen if you fuck up. There's nothing that happens to you, bro. They can just kill people on duty. Yeah. They can fucking force people to, to confess for crimes that, that that like that they didn't do, and nothing happens to them. Like there's nothing that can happen to a cop for doing fucked up shit. That shit fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, that shit pisses me off. And I want me and Marisha was like. I'm going our son want Jay to watch it. I told Jay, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I think you do need to watch this because you're old enough yeah. so you can see this shit. Because I was like, if you see this shit and you get pissed off or whatever, be like, what in the world? And then you know. But this will, this will help you so you don't get in no goddamn situations like yeah. this because if you get in a situation, you'll be like, yo, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Motherfucker ain't got no parent consent trying to tell boys you 16 years old, you ain't 14, just so you put you in prison. <laughs> That shit crazy. And then I uh, like, and then like when I speak about my uh, disdain for cops, then uh, like my friends would be like, "Well, has a cop ever treated you bad?" Like it don't matter to treat me bad personally. I I know how them niggas get down, and and mm-hmm. I don't respect it. And and that whole industry, I just can't respect it. Well, it's kind of wrong if you don't 
like all cops, because with some cops, we're like, nigga, it's most of the motherfucking cops. It was one or two cops, I think, but it's probably 90%, because that's their job, in my opinion. Shit, fucked up. Yeah, it's like 90% compared to the damn 10% of the good exactly. ones. And then the worst cop, like a black cop, like, how the fuck is a black person, are, are you going to draw in the fucking industry whose number one goal is, is to fuck over black people? Because, like, mm-hmm. they ain't gonna change them on the inside. That's a fucking pipe dream. <laughs> that shit fucking crazy. Shit, man, but, alright, man. I'm gonna take this shit real quick, then I'll go for this walk. Okay, then, right, man. man. Yep. I'll talk to you next month. Alright. Yep. Yep. Alright, bro.